In the coaching we do as couples, we often hear, how do I hold my partner accountable? Well, we've asked that question as well and realized that it's not so easy, perhaps downright impossible. We are Dan and Carol Oler. Our podcast series is Relationships by Design. Come join us. I find it interesting, Carol, how we'll coach with couples and sometimes one will ask, how do I hold my partner accountable? Hmm. And I've asked that question before, and I'm guessing you may have as well. Many, many times. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the interesting part is, it really is somewhat of a myth that we can hold our partner accountable. There are things we can do to support them perhaps, but I can never make you do anything. That's exactly the point. And I think that um, when we try to hold someone else accountable, especially if they haven't asked for our support, then we can end up back in that good old dreaded drama triangle again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about in, in in our past years, how I might have been a little bit of a nag then, you know, and, and it, the perception would be, hmm, you committed to do this and it's not happening. So, you know, it's my job to be the the parent and, and because you're acting like a child, you're not getting your work done here and that doesn't work. <laughs> Carol, I think you were talking about something you'd read or listened to a while ago where I talked about that parent-child piece. Uh, do you remember just describe, I don't, it doesn't matter where it came from, but can you describe kind of how that worked? Yeah, I wish I could find that. The lady was a psychologist who works with couples and there were, she said that we are all in three different levels of um, life or, you know, experiencing. And there's the child level that we've all been in as a child and sometimes we revert to as adults. I don't believe, I, I don't remember, I think this is the middle one, I think she might've talked about a teen and then there was one that was an adult. And, and so the idea that if we're communicating with each other, when we are both coming from the same level, then the communication is effective. And if one is in one perceived level and the other at a different one, then it can be a challenge. So what I just said is, um, you know, if if one person is treating the other like they're a child, then it's it's like one person is at a has more power or feels like they're in a place of more authority or something. And the other is not capable. Yeah, and and so you're exactly right about the dreaded drama triangle. And her point was to be conscious and clear about, I need to be working with you and invite you to be at the adult level when I'm wanting an adult conversation. And if we're wanting to be in the playful child space, it's it's best when we're both there. You know, that we can both play or or do whatever it is that's childlike. However, to have both of us in that same space. Who that's going to be a stretch for me to move to the adult stage more often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the idea of holding somebody else accountable. I, I think about years and years ago, uh, We I don't know how long we'd been married, but uh, you decided that you wanted to go on some kind of a diet and lose weight. And so I would think every now and then, but I would catch myself saying to, you know, if I saw you reach for a piece of cake or a candy, it would be, I thought you were going to 
wanted to lose weight and why are you eating that? And that's exactly what you were just talking about, that parent-child thing where it was like me pointing my finger at you. You should know better. Don't do that. And I was the impulsive child. (laughs) (laughs) But the idea that uh, what would that do for you? Well, it probably wouldn't put you in a really good spot of wanting to be accountable. Mm -hmm. And that you'd mentioned the dreaded drama triangle that relates to that in as much as if you were in that role, I would perceive you as being a persecutor. And so... I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I don't really work well when I feel like I'm being talked down to. So I might have shoved in that example, two pieces of cake in my face, just to say, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) you can't tell me what I can do and what I can't do. (laughs) I think it kind of comes back to commitments and or agreements. And then the accountability follows from that. Um, You know, when we're not clear about our commitments or we haven't communicated them well and haven't communicated or come up with our commitments in a in a healthy way then we can fall into that trap of being the parent when we're shouldn't be or or nagging the other person Mm -hmm. i think about even you know more recently times where well an example you know i know we talked about this uh, another time where you know, we had committed to have a date and, and then I just didn't bother to show up on time. Well, then the accountability falls, you know, doesn't, you can't hold me accountable when I fail to follow through. Yeah. And, you know, I, I it happens when I'm less than conscious when I make commitments. And so I'm not sure what was going on for you in that example where, you didn't show up on time. I know if I make an agreement that I am doing begrudgingly, so in your example or or something similar to it, if I say I'm going to show up for a date, but I feel like I've got a million things on the go and I really can't do that right now, And but okay, we're going to get together on Friday night, so I guess I'll be there. Well, then I haven't really said, yeah, I want to do that with you. Let's let's do it. It's a different energy. And so when I'm, I'm in that space where I agree to something because I think I should or out of guilt or something like that, I'm not as uh, interested or invested in being accountable in showing up. And so again, there's nothing you could do to make me accountable. I mean, you might ask me, you know, we might check in about what it is we committed to do and ensure that we're still on track. And yet you can't make me show up. (laughs) You know, I think that brings up a really good point where this, how do I hold my partner accountable comes in. And that's in regards to something that I think most couples deal with on a regular basis about, you know, duties or tasks around the house and the home. And we come into the relationship with some beliefs or ideas of how it should be done based on our past experiences. And then when we come together and the other person doesn't have those same ideas, it can cause real conflict. And it comes to this, you know, where either there's an expectation that I, and then I need to hold you accountable, or there's, there's actually been some agreement, but the other person doesn't really go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the expectations piece, when they're uncommunicated 
And even if it is, can be a, a challenging piece. And so an example of that would be what, like in our relationship, well, what I, are you thinking? I think about years ago, um, well, in my family, I mean, we were on a farm and dad was out farming and mom typically took care of the house and, and doing dishes and keeping things clean. And I remember one time years ago when our kids were little and I at that point was out doing some oil field consulting or something and came home after a number of days of being gone, expecting that when I came in, you know, be happy to see everybody and I was looking forward to it and sort of expecting it, you and the kids would be there and the house would be in order and, and it wasn't the case and being really angry and thinking, you know, well, how, how can I hold you accountable to do what you did? To what you're supposed to do mm. and 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 yet not knowing what you were going through dealing with little kids and other commitments around here that I had no idea what was going on mm -hmm. and uh, the expectations I I lived in a house where both of my parents were working outside of the home and so the a lot of the duties were shared and so for you and me to have those conversations about who was going to do what and how it was going to take place, it didn't happen. And so you couldn't hold me to accountable to what you expected me to do and vice versa. And, you know, I think about other couples when we're coaching with them, some of the things that we hear, things like, okay, they're, they're and it's quite often household duties. You know, if I've got my own stuff outside of the place, I don't even expect you to be accountable. But the house and the yard seem to be the challenges. And so we'll hear, oh, well, my partner never, you know, checks the oil in the car or, or you know, takes out the garbage. or And it's, it's not the big, you know, mountains that we're talking about. And yet these are the things that cause conflict in, in relationships. And, and then that we'll hear that as one of them will say, well, how do I hold them accountable so that they will do one of those things? They will check the oil. They will uh, take out the garbage. I think it relates to what you talked about before about making these commitments out of duty or guilt. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I hold them accountable for something that I want you to do rather than something that you want to do for yourself or for us? Yeah. Yeah. And again, how do we make the commitment? I, I need to be loving and respectful and honest with you if you know i i hear something like that and say can we talk about this i you know i'm i'm unclear about these expectations and i feel there are things that you're asking me to do or expecting me to do that i'm either unclear about or didn't realize it was my 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 mind to handle uh, it really boils down to the good old communication doesn't it you know when we are living our lives out of my own perceived expectations or assumptions of how things should be, and yet we haven't talked about that, then we could be on totally different pages as far as our expectations and assumptions. So how do we hold somebody accountable to something that they don't even know that they've committed to? Mm -hmm. And accountability is such a big piece of life. And lately I feel like I've got a lot of things on my plate volunteer stuff and so I feel like I don't follow through on necessarily all the things that I'm, I'm not always accountable in our home 
And I'm concerned about not being accountable in our community. And when I'm feeling that, I think that has a spin-off as well. What I mean is when I'm taking on too many things, I feel like when I'm feeling less than accountable, I'm not doing what I said I was going to do by the time that I said I was going to do it. I feel that that impacts our relationship. And so that's where my own conscious and clar- consciousness and clarity in choosing to, to do something right at the start is so important. So it's about not only our own agreements and commitments with ourselves, but being able to keep that sort of front and center so mm-hmm. that we don't, so I don't take on too much outside of, of that as well. Yes. And I'm, I'm one of those people that get talking with somebody and I get all excited and, and you know, oh, let's do this. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I can help with that. And then I I come and I go, oh, my goodness, what was I thinking? And then I feel like I can't back out of it. And so it does. I haven't been conscious and clear. And so then I'm not necessarily the easiest person to get along with at home. I'm grumpy because I've taken on too much. I'm feeling like I've got to work longer and blah, blah, blah. So that breath that consciousness, that clarity, when I make commitments to myself and to anyone is, is really an important piece for me going forward. And, you know, as I'm looking at, at the year ahead, I'm thinking, what do I want? Well, I want more time where you and I have time together and we can really be present with one another and not thinking about, oh my goodness, I've got all these tasks and not expecting you to hold me accountable to those things. Yes, and also flipping it over as not thinking you need to hold me accountable to things that I said that I would do, Uh and vice versa. Yeah. It can be a really big challenge, and I know we deal with it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. For me, it's oftentimes more my inner accountability than it is trying to hold you accountable. Yeah, and like our heart of relationships, I recognize it all starts with self. And so for me to be accountable to me, to what I've chosen to do, makes it so that in theory, <laughs> you don't feel like uh, you have to hold me accountable because, in which again, you recognize you can't. However, if I'm doing what I say I'm going to do, it just makes things so much easier. Easier, joyful, fun, fulfilling. It's interesting that we don't spend all of our time that way. (laughs) Well, again, going forward, my intention is to be a little more conscious and clear when situations come up and I can say yes or no or, um, oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'd love to, to have a chat with Dan before I say yes or no. Can I do that? Or, you know, having a strategy to to thank people for including me and inviting me because I love that and take time before I make a decision, before I make a commitment to something. And the same is true with you. You know, if there's something around the house that we're feeling needs to be done before I say, well, I'll handle it, to be able to talk about what else is involved and what I have on my plate and and what you have on your plate. I have two things coming bopping me in the head right now. One is the idea of what really is accountability. I know we did a podcast a long time ago about 
accountability being the ultimate um, empowerment tool and so sort of a definition of what that is. And also the idea of what we say yes to and what we say no to. So in, in we've talked about this before, our, our idea or our definition of accountability is not just a, a duty and getting it done, but it's that I, you know, I own my every thought, I own my every word, I own every action, I own every result, and I own my feelings as well. So if I'm not being accountable to myself, I'm not being responsible and being clear on, on all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a much bigger definition than what is sort of a, a buzz phrase out there about accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good point because when when I am accountable, all of those things, there if there was a checklist, they'd have check marks beside them. And yet when I am being unaccountable, I absolutely feel it in my emotions and I haven't always equated emotions with accountability. I think that the emotions are one of the key, in business terms, you could call it a key performance indicator of where we're going in life. If if, if I can become more aware of my feelings all of the time, then it helps to guide me as to, to being accountable to myself and to you and others and uh, taking on things that, that feel good. And the other piece that I've talked about is, you know, where to say yes and where to say no, because every time I say yes to something, I'm excited about a task that comes my way, or I'm excited about a some volunteer organization or an event that's coming up. And if I say yes to that, if I stop for a moment and think, I've actually said no to something else. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so how, for me, it's how to be clear to where, when I'm saying yes, mm-hmm. what it is that I'm saying no to. And the no to could be my own personal time, my exercise time, my time with you, my sleep, which is one that I oftentimes give away. Yeah. And that's an interesting piece and something that you and I are aware of. And yet I can't be fully functioning when I'm giving myself away. So I recognize that to be accountable, I need to be conscious and clear when I make those commitments. And the spin-off is then you're not frustrated or angry or whatever. And I don't know what your emotions are around it. I'm just putting that out there. Because I'm not following through, you're not feeling less than, let's put it that way. And yeah, both of us are feeling less than when it's happening because I always know when I'm not doing what I say I'm going to do. And, and yet, if we can have our commitments, that's one of the really big things that I gain out of our weekly meetings is when we, you know, set out our strategies for the week, our plans and, and commitments that we make clearly and consciously, then it's much easier to, to hold my, myself accountable. Yeah. And I love that we do that from the standpoint of that gives flexibility because there are things that we have agreed to in years gone by about roles in our lives and to be able to talk about it weekly that means that we can then support each other to pick up if you know I'm I'm just feeling whatever I'm feeling maybe burdened or stressed or overwhelmed or something and I know I've committed to fill in the blank what I've said I've committed to I'm wondering if there's a way that we can renegotiate or how might I get support for that and then we can talk about ideas and it it adds such ease 
when we do that. And yet, if one or the other of us just stands there and wags their finger and said, well, you said you were going to do whatever you were going to do, it doesn't add ease. It sure adds stress and tension and that can go in a nasty spot. And Absolutely. I don't think any of us want to be. Mm -hmm. So some of the keys for this. Honesty. Honesty. And I think committing, one of the big commitments is committing to take the time to talk about some of these things. Yes. I was thinking honesty with self mm. and honesty with you so that when we do sit to talk about these things, it, it is an open, honest conversation. And from that honesty, I can make my choices in, in truth to self. Mm. Those commitments, those, yeah. And then, yes, to have that, that conversation together after I've really done a little self-reflection. And to create agreements and commitments that we both feel good about. So... Um, you know, I'm not meaning that one person wins and, you know, we come up with an agreement and it's, well, yeah, okay, I guess it's going to be your way and I'll, I'll do that. It's got to be, you know, agreements that we've come up with or commitments that we make that we feel good about. Mm -hmm. And maybe we don't feel excited about it, but at least we understand the reasons and we can go along with it because we see what it'll do in the longer term. Yeah. And when we are in that space to have the conversations about it, Oftentimes, you and I come up with solutions or agreements that can be made that are way bigger than what either one of us could. And, and that's the exciting part. And that's where the win-win the piece comes in, in my opinion. We're, we, get, we get the intended result, but it's maybe not the way I thought it should be done mm -hmm. or the way you thought it should be done. And you talked about the adult or child space. Probably be helpful to come into, to find a way to make sure we're coming into it into the conversation in the same space too. <laughs> Otherwise it's like we're talking different languages. Yeah. And I don't intend to do a, a you know, role play. I'm going to put on a certain hat. However, um, a check-in might be useful, you know, just curious about where you are right now. What, you know, when we go to have this conversation, what's going on for you? Which is a part of you know, one of the things I think that makes Follow, for me, following through on things is when they're enjoyable or they're fun. And so maybe even in when you know we make these commitments and so on, whether they're about serious things or not, but to be able to come into it with a, a, a fun or a lighter energy so that at least I can see that I can charge it up somehow to make it so that it's an enjoyable thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I just was thinking to start with sort of a childlike uh, space, but both people have to be there in order to have that laugh and thing before getting into the more serious adult-like conversation. And yet, you know, how does this relate to what we've been talking about? Well, when we make these conscious agreements, then there's, there's no need for anybody to feel that it's their responsibility to hold the other person accountable. Well, and I suppose if it, um, you know, when we make these commitments to something it could be helpful for me whether i feel like i need it or not to ask you for your support in some way you know mm -hmm. if i'm if i'm not getting this done by the certain time you know could you 
you know, ask me about it in, in using these words or so that when, if you say it, I know that where it's coming from. Yeah, I have a cute example. I was on a volunteer meeting last night and we're planning for this, this event that we're having in the summer. And this one gal is amazing, she, but she's got so much on her plate. I go, holy smokes. And so she was getting one aspect ready and she said, when do you need it done? Give me a deadline. I need to, and, and we, we said, well, we're volunteers, like get it done when you think you can get it done. No, no, I need a deadline. And so I said, well, what would be a reasonable timeline, but something that kind of pushed you to get it done? And well, this is the date that that would be. I said, okay, so-and-so, you have to have it done on, <laughs> on such and such a date. And we all laughed and I was taking the minutes for the meeting and I, I put down that that was the date and the little smiley face. And yet it, it added a childlike, you know, in, in as much as I felt like, and we were on a Zoom call, but I felt like I was the parent, you know, with my hands on my hips. She'd asked for it. It was a common um, agreed upon thing. And yet we made it fun and, and joyful. And, and I, there's, I have no doubt that not only will she meet the deadline, she'll probably have it out ahead of that. But uh, it, was, it was funny how it played out. Mm. I'm not sure I want to do it that way with the two of us, but it was cute. And yet it does bring up a good point of committing to things and getting at them, getting them done before a deadline too. And, and the, the, for me, the good feelings I always get from that, you know, so if, if we have some commitment and I'm going to get the oil changed in the truck before the end of the week, or I'm, you know, we've agreed that we're going to work on some sort of a, a plan for something by next Tuesday, I, it always make, I always feel so much better if I can over, what's the word, over, over, under prom, uh, over promise, no, no, under promise and over under, deliver, under promise and over deliver. So yeah set myself up for success by having those deadlines or those dates and then getting it done well ahead of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely adds ease. I'm not as strong in that department. I have a tendency to make the deadline. However, I do it sometimes by the seat of my pants and that's not good for me either. So I get it. <laughs> well, I don't know what that does for you, but for me, when I do that, I feel all kinds of anxiety and stress and oh not me i never never <laughs> you know and i think about with all this as we, as we bring it kind of to a wrap i i'm also reminded about you know yes i can't hold you accountable you can't hold me accountable and yet i tend to be more accountable when i'm acknowledging myself for what i am getting done and and doing sort of the mini ooh, got that done it's a mini celebration kind of thing and i know that I am more committed to the tasks that I'm doing when there is a little celebration along the way of, of the parts of the task maybe that I get done as well. So I'm working on celebrating more. That might be a good piece that I hadn't thought of really is to set smaller milestones along the way, places to stop and reflect and celebrate. And back to the partner piece, if the partner's feeling frustrated or that, you know, in this instance, if you were feeling I wasn't getting stuff done, I'll invite you to going forward to look for the little pieces that are getting done. And then there's an opportunity for us to say, oh, well, yes, I noticed you're feeling frustrated. And yet 
what little pieces have you done? I noticed this or I noticed that. And I know when I choose to reframe my vision in that way, it makes all the difference in the world. When I appreciate you for all the things you're doing, I feel less inclined to nag you about what I perceive you may not be accomplishing. So there's no need for me to hold you accountable when I'm in appreciative space. And when there is that appreciation and gratitude, the feelings are always better. Mm, yeah. And also, I think the idea of asking rather than telling. So, you know, if I'm sitting, you're looking or you're seeming a little bit stressed about some things you've committed to, I can ask if there's anything I can do to help mm -hmm. or what can I do to make this a little bit lighter for you? Even if there's nothing, but at least asking rather than me saying, mom, why didn't you get that done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you ask, I feel like I've got somebody on the same team as me and I'm all about team. Ha. Ah, so the moral of the story is how do I hold my count, my partner accountable? That's a myth. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> and I think part of it is to, to reframe that is rather than what can I get out of this in this commitment or these, you know, what my partner was going to say and do to what can I give to mm. the relationship? Beautiful. And what a wonderful thing, you know, and you think about our relationship and as we've been applying this more and more as the years have gone by and the joy and the happiness and the togetherness that we feel. And I think about, you know, going forward, as more people understand that they can't hold someone accountable, but it's about working together and supporting one another. And what a change that will make on our planet and in our relationships of the people that we know as they choose that as well. How much fun will that be? Just imagine the joy, the fun, the love, the success and the accomplishments when we hold ourselves accountable and have fun with it. Mm, I'm imagining that. Thank you. Thank you.